I'm your host, Bonnie Wiscom, and this is Burning Brightly, a podcast for moms of faith who are feeling called to share their light with the world, but wonder if they're prepared for the task. As a life coach, entrepreneur, and mom to a large family, I'm honored to be your guide as you face this exciting new phase and begin making your mark. This is where we help each other find the courage to shine. Hello, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to be talking about the fuel that we all need to burn brightly. I think we can all agree, if you listen to the first few episodes where I describe what I imagine burning brightly to be, I think we can all agree that that sounds pretty amazing, right? We want to shine bright. We want to show people God's light. We want to put out goodness into the world and inspiration and more love. We want to make it a better place overall. But we need to ask ourselves, what is required of us to do this? That is what today's episode is about. Okay, you ready? So the reason I named this podcast Burning Brightly, if you've listened earlier, to earlier episodes, is because it refers to the candle that God has asked us to be, to shine his light. But fire, as we know, requires fuel to burn. In fact, fire actually requires a very specific set of circumstances, including lots of oxygen, can't burn without air, some sort of flammable material, right? Not everything will burn well. And it requires a fire starter of some sort, a match, a lighter, something like that. Like this proverbial candle, we also require a very specific set of circumstances to shine brightly, not only for us and our local community, but for all the world to see and specifically to see God through us. Now, here's your warning at the outset of this. I really love metaphors. So I'm just going to run with this one and hopefully you'll forgive me if I take it too far. But but metaphors, I think the, this visual imagery really helps me understand something and uh, hopefully it will help you understand it a little bit better as well. So let's talk about the fuel, the, the circumstances that we need to burn brightly. First of all, we need to know at least a little bit of our potential. I imagine a woman who does not know her potential, who does not have this knowledge of who she is, I imagine she to be kind of like a candle without a wick. The potential is in there, but it can't really burn. It just kind of sits there looking pretty. For us, this looks like letting our talents and abilities just kind of languish instead of actively growing them, expanding them, and sharing them. And worst of all, I believe that Doing this, allowing these talents and abilities to just languish, is an affront to God and his goodness because we didn't create these talents and abilities. He did. So if we want to show him the gratitude and the honor that we have for being the amazing human beings that we are, we need to fully embrace the knowledge of who we are, what our potential is. So how do we figure out this potential? Well, there are a few ways. The first one that I like to do, because it's just fun to people watch, is to look at other women who are similar to us, other God-fearing women, and look at what they are doing with their life. I like to watch other entrepreneurs, other moms, other life coaches, and I watch the incredible women that they are becoming, and it really inspires me to do the same. Obviously, a word of warning here, comparison is a real struggle for some people, especially women. For some reason, we really like to compare ourselves, hold ourselves up to other people and think, gosh, I'm not doing a good enough job. So here is your reminder to set that comparison aside. Do not let it become a part of your story and instead just use these women as incredible inspiration to go out and do something similar. 
I love the quote, a rising tide lifts all boats. We are all boats in the same ocean. And when that tide comes in, we can all ride it up high. And when we see other women doing the same, we can go, oh my gosh, if she can do it, I can do it. I think that's so, so powerful. We can use them as an example to burn brightly. And then we can be an example for others who come later. I think sometimes we like to think of business or accomplishments as some sort of linear graph where some people are ahead of us and some people are behind us and it's always going to look like that. I don't think of that at all. I think of each of us as being on a very unique path to progression and growth. And as we look at others, they can inspire us to grow more ourselves. And we can also be an example for others rather than it being kind of a a race, right? Or some sort of a competition. That's a lot healthier way of looking at it, I've noticed for me personally. So that's one way we can figure out our potential. We can look for women. I highly recommend finding them in places where you already hang out or women who are very similar to you. If you have a large family, maybe find another large family mom or someone in your church community or someone who has a lot in common. So you can convince yourself that you can also do something similar. So that's one way we can look to other women as examples. Another way to discover and tap into our potential is by looking at the experiences that we have already been given in our life. Do you keep finding yourself in leadership positions maybe? And you're thinking, gosh, I didn't want to be here. How am I PTA president all of a sudden? Or all of a sudden I'm running some organization at church. Notice what experiences God is giving you and ask yourself what you're learning from them. Maybe you have unique motherhood experiences with special needs kids or you've experienced loss or any number of things that have taught you unique lessons that could tap into some of the talents and abilities that you might be hiding. In other words, what has life dealt you, either good or bad, that could teach you about this potential that God has given you? Isn't that a beautiful way of looking at it? Instead of looking at our experiences as something that happens to us, what if it's all for our good? And it's all teaching and growing us in ways that we could never have done on our own. What experiences are making you into that future woman that God wants you to be? The final way I like to tap into my potential and figure out what it is, is to just ask God. We can ask him what he has blessed us with and how we should use it because he's got plans and he knows what's best for us. To get back to our candle burning analogy, you don't ask a candle what it's capable of. You ask the candle maker. You ask the creator what it is capable of, and he will tell you. He knows our potential perfectly and has no qualms about telling us about it. Whereas we might be kind of hiding due to embarrassment or shame or fear. If we ask God, he will tell us, or he may just open a door for us that we would have never considered before. Okay, so those are the three ways we can tap into our potential. Looking at other women as examples, figuring it out by looking at our own past experiences and asking the creator. Okay, now we know the potential of this candle inside of us. Now we need to light a spark. We need to start this fire going, right? So what does that look like in our life? It looks like making some progress moving forward. I know you're nervous. I know you don't know exactly what you want or how it's going to look like or how you're going to handle it or how you're going to get it, but you have to have the faith to light the match. Okay, so let me give you an example. Last year, I lit a match in my own entrepreneurial journey by going to an event put on by the Life Coach School. I was already interested in Life Coach School. I had dabbled in coaching for several years. I went knowing that I was already interested in becoming a certified coach with that school, but I mostly went out of curiosity and just to learn a a little bit more. 
before the event even ended, I knew that it was time for me to move on to certification. If you've listened to other episodes, you guys know I will not tell you there is a right time for your business, but I do believe that there is inspiration and nudges to head off in a different direction. And that's what I was feeling at this event. For me, that was a spark that really turned the heat on to what I'd been feeling called to do for about two years at that point. It was like God telling me, no more delays, no more wondering, no more worrying, just go and do this thing. So for you, lighting that match might also look like an educational opportunity, continuing your education. It might look like a training program or a certification. It might just look like learning something new, like doing some Googling and reading some books. It might look as simple as telling a friend about your dream and opening up to her about that. It might look like attending a networking event, getting out of your comfort zone and going to talk to strangers. Oh, I know, so scary, right? It might look like starting a social media account dedicated to this new venture or even setting up an LLC, choosing a name and setting up a business structure. Only you will know what the next right step is, but I challenge you to think about it and to find one that looks like lighting a spark. As a reminder, a spark is created by just a tiny motion. It's a literal flick of the wrist to light a match. But think about a raging bonfire that was started with just that little flick of the wrist. What tiny movement can you do today or this week to get that fire started? Okay, so we have figured out our potential. We know what kind of candle we are. We have lit the spark. Now we need to talk about the fuel necessary to continue to burn brightly and not so we're just a pathetic little tiny little flame, but we are a raging bonfire. So the first step is to protect ourselves, our mind, our soul, our body from damaging or evil influences. That This might seem like a... Um, weird place to start, but let me explain. First of all, I live in Phoenix, Arizona. It is extremely hot here in the summer. And if I leave a candle in my attic or my garage or my car, it will be a puddle of wax in a day. <laughs> Just does not withstand those kinds of temperatures. So let me ask you this. Are there any damaging influences in your own life? Are there people who don't believe in you or even disrespect you? Maybe there are habits you've developed that stifle God's light or maybe muffle his spirit in your life. How can you better protect your heart, your mind, your soul from anything that will damage that light inside of you? Okay, so this looks like maybe putting up a windscreen around that candle, not allowing it to be blown out by damaging influences. Closely related to this is also our self-care. You guys know I talk about this all the time. If you are not taking care of yourself, what good are you going to be to your family and your community and to the world? Not much. You have to put yourself first. We can't be an example to the world if we're stressed out, we're feeling chaotic, we're overwhelmed, we're frazzled. I would imagine that God wants me to exude peace and joy, to be a Christ-like example in happiness and contentment to show others how to live intentionally and be at peace with who I am and what I'm doing. And even, whether we like it or not, our physical health reflects our desire to care for these beautiful, miraculous bodies that we have been given. What changes do we need to make there to better let our light shine? Do we need to take better care of ourselves physically so that we have the energy to do these things? So think about that. The next step in making sure we have the fuel necessary to burn brightly is our mental and spiritual education and development. So protecting ourselves from damaging influences is not enough. We also have to fill ourselves with light, like actually put fuel onto our fire. I personally do this in two ways that are very intentional. 
for the first one is I have dedicated time for spiritual nourishment. I try to do this first thing in the morning, but as you all know, with families and little kids, it's not always possible. But I find that if I do it right after I wake up, my mind is clear. I have lots of hope and excitement for the day. And it's a really great time to commune with God. This looks like prayer, reading scripture, and maybe some other book that is uplifting. It looks like some journaling, just some time to commune with God. Sometimes it is five minutes long, like literally between going to the bathroom and getting the baby up who's crying. Sometimes it is 15 or 20 minutes long where I'm really learning some things and and journaling lots about it. But that is essential for me to tap into what God wants for me in, in this phase of my life. The other thing I do for my mind is I regularly manage it. And this is what life coaching is all about. I confront the thoughts that are creating my current reality. And I'm going to teach you guys more about how to do this if you're not familiar with life coaching work, but it is amazing to take a look at the thoughts that are currently running through your mind, the stories you're telling yourself, and decide whether you want to keep them. I like to figure out which ones are causing some unwanted emotions that are coming up for me. Maybe I've been feeling a lot of anger or jealousy or overwhelm. Or maybe there's something going on with me and my family that doesn't sit right. And this is a time when I can analyze my brain and figure out what's causing that. Okay, so that spiritual development and nourishment and that mental gymnastics of trying to figure out that the exercising of my mind, trying to figure out what thoughts are in there and whether or not they're serving me. Now, a side note about managing my mind, I believe that it is so important. In fact, I think that doing this thought work is second only to my relationship in God in importance in my life. Why? Because it affects everything else I do. I can't have a good relationship with my family. I can't put myself out into the world and serve. I can't do anything good if my mind is a mess, if I'm allowing all kinds of damaging thoughts in and and just coming up with whatever emotions they stir up. I have to be very intentional about my thoughts. Otherwise, my entire world feels out of control. Developing my mind and spirit also means that my body will naturally follow suit. This is a really incredible thing. I actually personally struggle less with bad habits, physical habits, unwanted emotions, and other struggles because I work so hard on managing my mind. Isn't that amazing? This is also why an entrepreneur who gets life coaching regularly or learns to coach herself will always find more success than one who regularly falls prey to a victim mentality or self-pity because that is very easy to fall into. I did a little bit of that this week. I had a little bit of a pity party for myself because I was not managing my mind and I had some things not work out the way I anticipated and I allowed myself to think all kinds of unuseful thoughts. And I processed those emotions because I learned how important it is to understand what's going on between my ears. Okay, so the final step to ensuring that these fires of ours burn brightly is the oxygen part. So can you guys imagine what that looks like? If you stick a burning candle in an airtight container, that flame goes out pretty quickly. It will not burn without oxygen. Now, sharing the light that God has given us is the oxygen to our fires. We have to actually show up and be an example. I know for some of you, this may be the scariest part, but I promise you that if you get everything else in alignment and you've intentionally chosen this path for you, it will be a lot easier than you think, especially when you focus on the people that you want to help. Have you ever known a godly woman who is sweet and kind and pure and just a beautiful soul and you've thought, gosh, I wish everyone had a friend like this or I wish I could clone this woman. She's so amazing. Have you ever wondered who else could benefit from her goodness? What if she was also offering her talents and skills to the world? I think this is one of the most amazing miracles of the internet. 
We can be incredible mothers and community members and serve in our churches and also amplify God's light through the internet. Isn't that an incredible thought? That instead of keeping all this goodness that he has helped us develop within the walls of our own home, which frankly is the most important place we can be, what if we could show others how to do the same and inspire not just one or two people that might meet us in the grocery store or at the bake sale, but inspire thousands and thousands of people to live more godlike lives. Isn't that incredible to think about? Now, I know that you will struggle with embarrassment and fear and hesitation to put yourself out there. It will feel like pride. So many women struggle with that and think, oh, it just feels icky. It feels like I'm, I want people to look at me and think that I'm all that. But remember, this fire is not yours. It's not yours to begin with. It's God's. And hiding it is actually in direct contrast to what he has asked us to do with it. To not put it under a bushel, to not blow it out. He wants us to keep it fueled and burning brightly. So this week's challenge for you, my friend, is to light that match. Start the spark. Decide on the next step you need to take to ensure that your light is burning brightly. And then go out there and do it. Thanks so much for being here, friends. We'll talk soon. Are you looking for even more wisdom and encouragement to burn brightly? Click the link in the show notes to download the free starter guide to building a business of your own or to schedule a free coaching call with me. And if you loved this episode, don't forget to share it with a friend who might be feeling the call to burn a little brighter. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you next week.